welcome to another episode of the Marketer's Edge, a series designed to share senior level marketing perspective about marketer challenges, opportunities, and agency relationships. Our goal is to help marketers and agencies learn from other marketers across different industries. Today, we're talking with Jessica Normington, the Director of Development and Communications for the Blind Industries and Services of Maryland, based in Baltimore. Jessica, thanks for joining us today. How have you been? Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here. That's great. That's great. Yep. So I, I appreciate it. I've got a small handful of questions for you. But before we do that, I um, was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about the Blind Industries and Services of Maryland and what you do for the organization. I'd like our audience just to know, you know sure. what kind of company it is and, and what it is you do for them. Sure. Well, just to give you a little background information on the Blind Industries and Services of Maryland, which we kind of refer to as BISM because okay. it is a little bit of a mouthful. <laughs> um, but we've been around since uh, nine, 1908. We were established by the Maryland General Assembly to um, train blind and low vision individuals and provide them vocational opportunities. Um, fast forward um, to the, I guess, mid thirties, um, we had the Wagner O'Day Act come into effect and that um, allowed, provided opportunity, more opportunities for blind individuals, but it um, required the federal government to purchase products made by blind individuals. Hmm. So blind industries has been in, integral into that um, aspect. So we're kind of, our mission is twofold. We employ blind and low individuals to manufacture products but we also train blind and low vision individuals to live independent lives like you and I do every day. Okay, okay, that's great, that's great. So how much, I'm curious, how much of uh, what you do sits on either side of that, that, that uh, fence? What, um, so we don't necessarily employ a lot of our trainees, our students. Okay. Um, so yes, we do have some of our students that come through our program and do stay here and work, but that's not our goal, our end goal. Our end goal is for them to help them find a career, but also to really help them that they can live within the community um, and go about their lives. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So I believe this is your first job uh, whose focus is on helping people with disabilities. I'm curious, yes. you know, what attracted you to this firm, this industry? So I want to say it was about four or five years ago, I had the opportunity to visit uh, BISM and get a tour of the facility. Um, and I was kind of blown away by it. Um, and it just kept in the back of my head and um, call it, you know, I wanted to shift my focus a little bit in the nonprofit world while I was looking for a job. Um, and this came about and I remembered their mission and what they did. Um, and it really spoke to me. That's great. Um, I've always been in the, you know, the nonprofit world where there, it was mission driven, but this is truly mission driven. And, you know, what finally you, at a spot where I can make a difference. That's great. What do, what do you find is most fulfilling for you personally in working with BISM? Um, our halls are busy with students on a daily basis. Okay. Um, and in my year, you know, I'm watching, you know, I started about two weeks after one, like put a one student and he started two weeks before I did and he's graduating next week. And I could, I saw the progress he has made 
from, you know, start to finish. And, you know, he's actually now in Nashville right now on a trip by himself. That's one of the benchmarks that um, a blind individual has to do through our program. Wow. Um, and it's just really great to see. And he's a 30 something individual who became blind late in life. And so he's taken charge and we're building his confidence back up. And it's just so empowering to see that. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. That's, that's what a what a great story that is. And I'm sure there are just so many more like that. It's just Oh, yeah. So, but he's just I mean, he's just one example. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really, really cool. Um, so you've been with the group for about a year now. I'm curious, what do you see as some of the more significant challenges uh, facing BISM and how do you anticipate trying to address those? Well, like probably a lot of businesses around COVID has definitely um, not helped our manufacturing side. Okay. Um, and so with, you know, if I'm looking at that side, it, you know, the supply chain, um, manu the getting textiles, we do a lot of manufacturing of uh, military uniforms. So getting the materials to sew and put together those uniforms has been a, a challenge. Okay. Um, and our operations is somewhat antiquated because it has to be accessible. So at the same time, we're trying to, you know, be forward thinking, how can we change our model a little bit, but still stay true to our mission and employ blind individuals because all of our our my machines are analog because we can make it accessible, whereas the digital forefront is not necessarily as accessible. Got it. Got it. Are, are there certain categories of products that you know you can uh, operate in effectively with? Uh, yeah. So we manufacture uh, paper products, janitorial supplies, um, military uniforms, pillows, um, that's just to, to name a few. Okay. Okay. And is it, um, is part of your job finding companies that would be interested or convincing them to be interested in working with a group like BISM? Um, it's part of the conversation. Okay. Um, my role is to raise money for the organization. So the okay. independence and rehabilitation side division can continue doing what it's doing and expand its reach. Um, we've been limited in what we can do based on budget and what right. what funding we've gotten in the past. Got it, got it. All right. So I, I noticed you were leading the Pikesville Chamber of Commerce, Commerce as our executive director mm -hmm. before you joined BISM. Um, I'm just curious, how, how has that experience uh, helped you in this job or prepare for this new job? Um, so as you know, I came in here, as you said, and I've mentioned that not knowing the, the world of blindness or yeah. disability, but I, what I brought to the table was my networking, my okay. network. And so I'm using that to my advantage. Um, I was close to our, you know, local delegates and our county council person. Um, so using my connections to help broaden our reach. Um, you know, we're starting small. BISM hasn't been very community oriented. And so I'm changing that. I'm trying to get people to know about us. Um, so when, because I'm sure you, I, everyone around us has been affected by some type of visual impairment. Mm -hmm. um, and so we could be a known commodity for people to call. Got it. 
Got it. And and I noticed just in looking at your website, it looks like there are a lot of services that you offer for blind and low vision individuals. Um, just curious, what are what are some of the more popular services that you offer? I know you talked about you know training to help individuals um, uh, obtain sort of their their independence. Um, are there specific things that you tend so, to do more often? Yeah. It's a tricky question, you know, because it's not one size fits all here at BISM. Yeah. Okay. Um, our services are very diverse, as you mentioned, just like our students are. And so I think what makes our program so attractive is that um, that students that come here, we're teaching them at their level and where they're at. So it's okay. individual learning. Um, it's actually called structured discovery. So like when you and I are going out sitting in a classroom, you have a teacher in front of you teaching you. Here you have an instructor, but they're asking you the questions and you're leading the discovery of whether it's cane travel or in the kitchen learning to how to bake a bis make a biscuit. Okay. So, um, you know, in that way. But if I was to pick a program, it was it would probably be our middle school or high school program. Okay. Um, they come to us about once a month and we teach them what is available for them beyond the high school. So college or employment. Got it. Okay. And we do seminars around different topics like budgeting, financing, house, living independently, uh, applying to colleges. Do, do most of the individuals that come to BISM um, know specifically what they want to accomplish or do you have to sort of coach them through the process and understanding sort of their life. A lot of them, yeah. I think a lot of them come here, don't think they can go do anything. Okay. Interesting. And so we're, we're put in a situation that we're empowering them to say, look, you can do it. Yeah. And these are the tools you, you, you can use to accomplish these goals. You want to be a nurse? Let's figure out how you can do that. Right. Okay. Do most of the people that come to BISM come on their own, doing or are they often sort of encouraged by a friend or more so typically or... someone will come through the department of uh rehabilitation services okay or they're being referred to from the maryland school of the blind um very rarely they're coming through our doors not through another provider okay got it, got it. um our services are free for marylanders so okay. Great. Typically, they're they're going through the state because they have a social worker or someone working with them. Got it. So I'm curious. Do uh, my my uh, daughter works in speech pathology with uh, primarily pediatric patients, and I know she, she went and got her master's degree and all that good stuff. Do people that work with the blind and low vision individuals have to have specific training or or degrees in order to operate? So all our instructors are blind themselves. Oh, they have they they have wow. been through similar or our program, and then depending what they teach, whether it's cane travel, braille, uh, independent living, which is you know learning your way around a grocery store or a kitchen, um, they all have to be certified in that in that topic. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, yes. That, that, that you're set up that way. And yeah, I was going to ask you, I mean, is it hard to find candidates that want to work with an organization like yours or is it a relatively easy thing? 
Um, I think just like any other organization right now, it's hard to find talented okay. candidates. Okay. But once we get them in our doors and show them what, what they're doing and, and uh, what good work we're doing, th th that changes the yeah. narrative because a lot of people now are looking for mission-driven, fulfilling opportunities, right. and we provide that. Yeah. Boy, I tell you, it's got to be so satisfying uh, for somebody who's blind or low vision that's training somebody who's blind or low vision to see them accomplish, you know, great things. I mean, it's mm -hmm. got to be so unbelievably, uh, unbelievably uh, gratifying. Yeah, I will. I will say one of the really cool things about when I started I had to go through an immersion program with some of the students. And so for first three weeks of my job here, I was in what we call sleep shades. Everyone, all our students are on these sleep shades that they put yeah. across their face, their eyes. Yeah, I saw them and, on your website. Interesting. And I, I, was, I was immersed in the classroom with and learned how to travel with a cane. Wow. How to, I made uh, scrambled eggs and biscuits in the kitchen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, learned to recognize the Braille letters and I could read like cat, dog, C. Wow. So I, I got to learn. Yeah. I mean, that's basic, lot. but firsthand a little bit how, what they're, what they're going through to kind of relate. And it, and it helps in my role a I'm lot. Sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So I'm curious, uh, does the marketing of a business like yours, differ from other jobs you have, you know, you know, as a target customer different, are there now, you know, multiple constituents you're trying to appeal to? Can you talk a little bit about that? Relative um, the approach is the same. Okay. Um, but yeah, we have different, we, you know, because we're quasi social enterprise, we have customers, we have vendors. Um, and so, you know, we have alumni. So we do have different channels that we're, um, reaching out to. Okay. okay. Um, so it, it, we're being a little creative, um, but the method's the same way. It's yeah. just the message change, shifts just a little bit for the audience. Yep. Yep. So you've got folks you're reaching out to, to maybe use your services. Uh, and then you also have folks you're reaching out to, to seek donations, I assume. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just curious for our audience, you know, I'm sure we've got people in the audience that uh, um, are involved in, in um, trying to drive donations into their organization. Um, what have you found to be some of the more effective tools and or strategies that you've used to accomplish that end? Um, so for the, you know, the 10 or so months that I, you know, or year I've been here, um, we've been relying a lot on email and social media. Okay. Um, we have to remember that our constituency might be blind. So sending a letter, a solicitation letter, for example, won't necessarily get us that far if it's right. not in Braille. Right. Okay. Um, so we're relying on accessible, you know, newsletters, e-newsletters, and social media. Um, and it, it seems to be working. Okay. That's great. That's great. And I would imagine, you know, donations or seeking donations, are they a pretty consuming part of what you do every day? It's pretty much what I do every day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, do you have staff that helps support 
part of, of that? Uh... Um, I have a communications manager who helps with the social media and the PR side. Okay. Um, but otherwise, it's just me. Okay. What, what kind of, uh, what social media platforms are you finding are most effective for you? And, um, well, right now we're on Facebook and LinkedIn. Okay. Um, we hope in the next month or two, we'll be on Instagram. Okay. Um, but for now, those two seem to be, um, working for us. That's great. That's great. Um, and I assume either in past lives or current lives, uh, have you worked with marketing agencies or? Yes. Okay. And, yes. and I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, what more often would you turn to an outside agency uh, to help you do? Um, I think, it, you know, it's a double-edged sword sometimes using an outside agency because sure. they're not immersed in your business 100%. But at the same time, they bring in expertise that you may not have. Um, for example, right now, um, BISM is going through somewhat of a rebranding and trying to consolidate our messaging. Um, and so we've hired an outside agency to help us kind of, you know, lead that charge because we're all invested in what we do, but they have an outside perspective and okay. can bring that perspective to the table. So, so some rebranding work uh, for business. Yes. Okay. Yes. In terms of uh, what I'm just curious, like what about what you're seeing or the organization is seeing in the way they're positioned now or the way they're branding now uh, is, is causing you to, to want to look outside and make that change? Um, because of our different divisions, Okay, they've all pretty much independently worked on their own. Got it. Makes sense. And so it's very confusing to the consumer, to the, to the, someone in, in our training center. So we're trying to put it all on one umbrella. Okay. Um, and create one message, one brand for yeah. all of us. Um, we have varying locations too. So we're not just in Baltimore. Um, so, you know, we want, we want to kind of spread that brand across our channels so people understand what we do. Okay. Well, what do you think not having done that is um, uh, sort of affecting most? Is it, is it in more of an internal sort of uh, um, unification of employees or is it more external and and constituents not really understanding all the parts and pieces and maybe you know thus limiting donations or what, what do you think not having done that has affected most um a little bit of both but most the outside community i okay. think when people hear blind industries and in service of maryland they either confuse us with the maryland school of the blind Okay. or the Nat National Federation of the Blind. Got it. Um, and so they think we're one or the other, but we're not who, they, you know, so we're trying to solve the misconception of who we are. Okay. Okay. That's great. Yep. Sounds like it's a good move. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see where it takes us. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Um, so any advice you'd give to a marketer, you know, whether playing in your space or not, uh, that's thinking about bringing an agency on board for the first time? Um, I mean, I think you have to do your due diligence. Um, you know, don't always rely on one agency, you know, interview. They're interviewing you as much as they're, you're interviewing them. Sure. Pretty much. Um, when I was looking at agencies, I wanted someone with nonprofit experience. 
and, you know, understanding who we are because we're so complicated is really important. And so, um, but I also, you know, it's important to have buy-in from your senior leadership, from your president or CEO, executive director. Um, So it's a little bit of both. Okay. Okay. That's great. And, and if my last question is, is if an agency was trying to knock down your door to say, win this branding assignment, um, you know, what advice would you give to that agency trying to uh, engage with you? Um, To ask lots of questions. Okay. Be engaging with the organization. So you can understand, you know, they can understand what you're getting after. Cause a lot of times I've found these marketing agents come to you and they just want to sell your service. They don't care who you are, what you do. They just want right. to sell you their service. Right. Um, and I look at it a little deeper than that. Okay. Okay. That's great. That's great. Well, listen, I really appreciate you making the time today. Um, Thank you. Just, uh, just an awesome organization that you're working with and the things that you and, and everybody else, it sounds like within BISM is doing, uh, you know, just really, um, just really fantastic. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, you know, hats off. And, and Thank I, just, you. I, I love, I love the fact that, you know, blind and low vision individuals have, some have become trainers and are helping others. I mean, oh, yeah. That's just such a uh, just such a cool concept, and um, yeah. So, wish you all the best. And thank uh, you. Yeah, thanks again for uh, for making the time today. Yeah, of course, my pleasure. This has all been right. fun. Great, thanks, Jessica.